0: We have somebody Me who I do too. believe is a former lieutenant commander, retired. And I'm going to just make his face big because I can't see him there. I don't know yeah. why he keeps doing that.
1: I don't. I don't think you need to make my face big. I'll I'm making your sure face that's big. A good idea. <laughs>
2: there he is. <laughs> we can Aww. see you now, Brian. <laughs> <It's> Daddy. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Brian.
1: Hello. How, are How are you? you?
0: We're okay. We're doing well. We we're, we're, we're early eight early doors, so we're we're on top form at the moment. I can't guarantee how we're going to be, come six o'clock tomorrow morning. But at the moment, we're doing great.
1: How are you? Um, I I'm I'm very well, thank you. I've I've had a very nice day at home. I've been doing a little bit of work this morning. I've walked the dog. Uh, I've done a little bit of violin practice, which is always good for my.
0: It is good. It does you
1: good health and well-being, And um, what else have I done? I've lit the fire. That's an important thing to do. Yes. And-, um, and uh, We should have ready. one of
0: our iconic, do you remember our old um, weather reports when we used to start the column? I used to say, Brian, what's the weather doing? Brian, I used to look out the window. I looked out the window this morning.
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we did. That's, well, we that's well. the real weather. <laughs> so Brian, you, you know, you know, so you know why we're
0: here. Know why we're
2: here.
0: Um why is it so difficult that we are having to stand here to raise money for this cause? Why is it so difficult to try and get people talking about what's going on in the classrooms of the UK? And why is it that not many people, only a small amount of people actually care? And there's only a very a smaller, even smaller amount of people that are actually doing something about it.
1: This is very true. That's a lot of questions. In I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. We'll do one at a time. Yeah. What? Do, what? How do we get people to engage? Engage with us and and get supporting this cause. Uh,
1: well, I think my quick answer to that is by doing exactly what you're doing. Uh, so I th- I think that uh, all of the ladies in Wales have been doing a really great job and uh, you've been doing a good job supporting them, uh, Lou. But at the end of the day, it's more people doing a little bit to get the message to spread, particularly when we can see very clearly now that anybody that's changing the government, sorry, anybody who is challenging the government agenda on any subject is not just it's not just the sex education of young children it's any agenda mm. if you challenge the government you are being censored and I think we can see that very carefully so although I've ended on a sort of negative note censorship I actually think that slowly but surely This business of a growing number of people chipping away, telling the truth, challenging the establishment about what's going on. I think it's beginning to spread. And if we want some clues to that, I I would put forward the well, I'm going to put forward the recent incredible decision for the whole of Europe to ban David Icke for two years. If you wanna reduce that to a very simple level, if David Icke is is, uh, talking about stuff which is complete lunacy, why should they need to ban him? Because clearly what he's saying is ridiculous and silly, and therefore anybody hearing it would automatically know it was ridiculous and silly. So the fact that we've got a two-year ban on a man like David Icke, to me, shows that the establishment, the political establishment, not only in UK but obviously in Europe now, is terrified of anybody who comes forward and tells the truth. Mm. And then we've had um, the BBC's. I'm afraid I'm going to call her a little girl because that's what she is, Mariana Spring. Um, she she has uh, recently been very pleased with herself because she uh, helped set up a panorama um investigation into what richard d hall is saying yeah and i think the same thing applies if richard d hall was talking complete nonsense then why should why should the establishment the bbc be so frightened of him so i i think that this and the vehemence with which the government is trying to push through the online harms bill luckily that's taken a bit of a hits over the last few days but nevertheless the government's been pushing it very hard why do they want an online harms bill it's not to protect anybody Mm. it's certainly not to protect children it's it's to censor people and so all these things indicate to me that you might think that you're not having much effect but I think you're having a a huge effect in your subject area
2: yeah I would agree, actually, Brian, as much as it's frustrating and annoying and, you know, everything else. It just goes to show that from a, we're winning in that sense. There's nothing else they can do but to censor us. Yeah. So from that yeah. point of view, it is being taken as, you know, it's just it is frustrating. But as soon as it does hit that critical mass, it's game over anyway. It is game over. But it's just trying to to reach out and be able to get people to engage but the censorship is just absolutely it's awful it yeah. really is bad and just like what did when you said about the online harms bill um I knew about the online harms bill obviously but I haven't seen anything in the last couple of days so what's been happening there Brian that you've just said in the last couple of days is there any new well
1: there's there's there has finally started to be a backlash by some people in, in the political system, who clearly are beginning to realise that um, largely as a result of its poor definitions, which I think is deliberate, um, they now understand that actually if this was implemented in its full form, it would, it would be producing pretty major censorship on free speech. Yeah, and so yeah. we've we've started to see a pushback against it. And I, I think that's a very positive step. Yeah, And I'm glad there's been a pushback. But I, I'd, um, I was thinking this morning when I was having my coffee this morning, I was thinking about what what I might say this <laughs> afternoon, and um, I I got onto the I got to the idea of maybe if you would like just talking a little bit about what we're up against in a sense yes. of you are here with a. Fighting what, what you regard as uh, blatant sexualization of young children. And I absolutely agree with your concerns over that. But for many people, they could be they could be thinking to themselves, well, where does all this come from? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a very important question because in the first instance, who do you have to fight to deal with it? Well, you have to fight local authorities in wales or england or scotland who are implementing uh, this agenda in schools but it doesn't take much digging to understand that actually the agenda is not being formed in the local authorities themselves the agenda is coming in from other places yeah and so there's, there's sort of two things that need to be done. One is to challenge the people implementing the policy. And that is your local authority, your local council, your local education authority. And the other one is to be uh, starting to take the lid off where these policies come from. and And last time I joined you, I think we did talk about this a bit because we talked about the United Nations and UNESCO. Yeah. And we 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 started to point people in the direction for uh, policy coming in for for what children of an increasingly young age should and should not be taught. But I thought this time it might be it might be worthwhile just to talk a bit about. uh, What what happens in a local authority and I'm going to say I've never worked in a local authority. But the time I started to learn a bit about it was was when I was doing two things. One, I was working in Plymouth. Um, At one stage, I was involved with the Chamber of Commerce. That's an interesting story. But the Chamber of Commerce closely working in some areas with Plymouth City Council. And that meant that I started to get a little bit of an understanding as to how the council worked. And the other thing, where I learned a surprising amount, because many people will laugh at the concept, but I was a parish councillor for a few years, and I'm I'm going to say I learned a lot from it because I took the trouble to read documents that we were given uh, by the, uh, the by the district council and the county council, and also some government documents. We had these particular documents which. They were public, but most people would never come across them. Let's Hmm. put it that way. But I was able to read them, and what I started to realise was the extent to which local authorities are now so centrally controlled. And it it comes in two ways. One is that the the officers inside the local councils are predominantly trained through a system. For instance, we've we've got an organisation which is like a big executive club for the chief executives, um, other heads of departments, so say it's education or social services, they all go through centralised training. And if you then follow through that training, much of these agenda documents are being given to them when they do their own training. So what what we're really seeing is that officers inside a a council, inside a local city council, I'm not sure how it works in Wales, but here in England, county council or a district council. Yeah, county councils, yeah. So those people are going to do courses, supposedly to make them better at their jobs. And then when they do the course, they are actually being groomed because they are being presented this material and made to feel that it's um what's the word? It's a fate accompli. This is policy which is yeah. coming in. Yes. And they've got to they've got to implement it. Yeah. And then the, the other side is that uh you have the elected members of the councils. Now unfortunately isn't alive anymore, but my father was a pretty astute. Man, And one of the things that he um, said to me or pointed out on many occasions was that originally local councillors were not politicised. They were not part Mm. of political parties. And I can't remember the date at which that all changed. But of course, the situation now is every authority, even down to district council level, is now working within the party system, so it's tribal. And if the party system says that central will stay conservatives because they're in power, if the conservative party says our central education policy is that we're going to introduce uh, RSE for children, then that is the policy that the members pick up and most of them are absolute cowards. They are not going to go against the party system, because if they go against the party system, they can uh, they can find. Well, actually, I I know for a fact the first thing that happens is a huge amount of pressure gets placed on them. But then we can have bullying. We can have veiled threats and intimidation. And of course, if somebody really stands up for what they believe, then they're simply deselected from the party. And that puts them in in an insidious position because probably they're then going to have to try and act as a loner within the council by being a, an independent until there's a, another election.
2: Yeah, they are so, got it all covered, haven't they? They really have. I actually just quickly, while you're on that subject, I learned about how the party politics work in the councils when I tried to take. So when I was looking at the glyphosate, the pesticide spray in. Um, I tried to me and a few others went to the local council and they you know they tried to they controlled the whole thing so we were allowed to go in to um, ask a question but the question that we wanted to ask they said oh initially they said it's too long so we shortened it a bit and we we asked a really really simple question can you guarantee that spraying glyphosate is not harmful, that was it, and they wouldn't let us ask that question. The only so they moved it in a way that I had to ask this question that they wanted me to ask, and then when it came to they when they voted on it, right? Well, they they had to in the end because they pretended to give us sort of you know they were paying us lip service. They said, Oh, you can come in and have a meeting. None of the counselors, though, just these three top gods. But my friend recorded the whole thing on her iPad because I knew I knew that they were going to try and mess us about. So then we re- they said, oh, we're not going to have a talk about it in the council. So I released the transcript online. Then they had to have a talk about it in the council. But there was one lady and I thought, why has she done that? I realized then she was a Labour politician, but she was very vocal about the dangers of glyphosate. I saw her in previous scrutiny meetings saying that, well, it's a poison. She's quite elderly. Um, and when it came to vote for it, she abstained. So she, even though I knew she was passionate about it being a poison and she didn't want it, when it came down to it, because she's labour, she just abstained from the. And I was like, what's going on? But then in hindsight, like you just said, there's a lot of bullying. She was quite elderly and quite frail. I can imagine that's the sort of, that's why, because she was passionate about it being a, you know, you know, it, it can be, well, it can cause cancer and all sorts. So (laughs) <laughs> for her to abstain and not put in favors for it to be scrutinised again was just a. That made me realise then how this party politics. works, you're absolutely right. And once they've got a the hold on it, you've got your independence. But I've noticed even they have a line to to toe within within the you know the council policy or whatever. Even they're not completely because that we've got a lot of independence around where I am. Yet none of them have taken this on board. None of them have. They have not been North Wales. Oh. North Wales are on the ball with it. They've yeah. got a few councils up there that have had scrutiny meetings. They've really kicked off because the councillors have been told this information and they're mortified. South Wales, they just they're not even acknowledging it, pretending it, they, they're all well and good going to pick up litter around the street. And I, i you know, that's that's a nice thing to do. But in reality, we got bigger, massive problems that they completely not even mentioning. You know, and, and yeah. that's quite so I realize what you're saying there's absolutely right, it is party politics, and they're all playing it because of they'll lose their place.
1: They'll lo- lose well, and of course, for members they're <laughs> being paid paid as well. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so if if you start to say what what motivates these people, it's the position of being elected, and it's also the fact that they're on they're on their council pay. And then of course. You you've also got control in the system com- coming through the fact that local councils have all adopted the cabinet system. Mm. So now you say, well, we we've got we've got x number of local councillors, but it's only some of them that are selected to be cabinet members, and invariably the people who sit around the table as council cabinet members are given other positions such as um, fire service liaison for which they get money per meeting that they go to. And many years ago, I know the people that that had the role of fire service liaison in in Plymouth were getting £5,000 a year. And I can't remember how many meetings they had to attend, otherwise they lost that allowance. But it was very small, four meetings a year. So you've got the fact that the party has got control of these people, plus uh, the moment they get on the paid gravy train, um, they can be put under a lot of pressure by fearing that they're going to be deselected or or have jobs withdrawn from them inside the council, which is going to drastically reduce their pay. So the whole system is poisonous. And instead of it working from the bottom up that the the councillors are obviously in theory elected by the local people and therefore they have a responsibility to local people uh, what they're interested in what they're concerned about what they'd like to achieve the reality is that it works the opposite way round. those councillors are used to enforce the policy that comes down from from higher levels of government so it's it's um it's insidious <coughs> it's deceitful and at yeah. the end of the day it's it's pretty unpleasant because i i've seen some counsellors who have challenged the system being made mentally ill by the games and the pressure put upon them this so has actually
2: you- happened recently as well sorry to interrupt just yeah. You're talking about this is exactly what happened. So when it came to the Senate talking about it, where Kirsty Williams started freaking out when they were in, they were talking about this exact thing. The one independent that stood up, only one, she stood up and she took that in. And Kirsty absolutely wouldn't even let her speak. And at the next election, she lost her seat gone yeah. just just for sticking up she was the Did, only one it? is that the woman who said there were a load of travelers you were yeah a... Kirsty williams education minister she was she said she was all about the children you know apparently the children depended on her and she will do this and will do that and then she let the, the legislation come in and then just took another job so she wasn't that do you know what she was a and yes insulted you. and then insulted well tried to insult us by saying yeah. well they saying to the member of the senate the one who stuck up for us you need to stop um associating yourself with these travelers and blah 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 or whatever this is a minister this was a minister in the the senate it was quite bizarre to watch to be honest but like i say she did her job and then she's she's got she's got a very high paid job now it's nothing to do with the children do you know what i mean even so she made that decision but she also then lost that that member of seat, and um, she'd been on there for years. Just that one person, and you could see then there were other people who did, who agreed with her, but they didn't put their neck out for the reason yeah. that she lost her, you know, her seat for. It's just well, it's so um, close knit, it's so tight, isn't it?
1: It's it's very close knit. It's very tight. It's all about control. And then of course the next person who's got immense control in most councils is the chief executive. Mm. And if we go back 15, 20 years ago, there was suddenly a huge change in the pay scales for chief executives. So if you go way back in time, people who worked in public sector generally got lower wages, but they would would often benefit from a a more favourable pension. So they worked, a lot of them worked because they wanted to contribute. So they they felt they had a, a calling, you know, to be doing something to help the public. Yeah. They didn't earn a lot, but they knew when they retired, they would retire on a good pension. That was the sort of balance. And then what we saw as a result of government policy was changes to how local councils worked. And they brought in these... Im- incredibly highly paid chief executives i i I don't know what the exact pay scale is now but i know probably going 10 years ago there was a chief executive in in uh, uh where norfolk or suffolk somewhere <laughs> like that and i think she was on about two hundred and sixty-seven thousand pounds a year
2: that's completely unjustified
1: and, in and, and, yeah, well it's unjustified but of course the key thing is if you get somebody let's say they're on a salary of £10,000 a month, right? They're going to do anything to keep that salary. Yeah. So whatever yeah. comes down from government or, or from um, the local government association or any of the other agencies that have got their claws into a local government system, they are bought. They are going to do exactly as they are told. Yeah. And that... I've jumped in with this, you know, just because it was on my mind this morning. But this is what you are really up against. And this is why councils appear to be such a um, a fortress. They they don't want to give any grounds. They don't want to acknowledge they're doing something wrong. They will lie. They will cover up. They will be deceitful in replies and meetings. And this is because the whole thing is set up as a as a controlled organization, and the mm. government wants it like that so that centralized control can be put in place. And we are seeing if if we go back up the chain, um what have we seen in the last couple of weeks? We saw the ICSA child abuse inquiry, yeah. which should have been even with all its faults and its its omissions and redacted information and blocked witnesses, even with all that, that report should have been all over the media in the UK yeah. because yes. it demonstrated how children are at risk in this country. But what did they do? They waited until the country was in turmoil with Liz Truss as PM and then I think it was the day she resigned or the day before they released that um report on child abuse in UK. And within 24 hours, it was like it had never appeared.
2: Yeah, buried, right? buried, buried, under, yeah. buried.
1: And I I'd sort of suggest <clears> to <throat> the to the audience that we've got today that if you have a government that is blatantly prepared to bury the evidence of widespread abuse to children, we shouldn't be surprised that the same government wants to implement another form of abuse, which is over-sexualise of young children through this RSC agenda. Yeah, I mean, it's blatant. It's in front of our eyes, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is, it is, and it's, it's absolutely shocking.
0: I mean, it's, it's just, the thing is, it's it's everywhere, Brian. It is it's, everywhere. And Kath just finished a blog on pornography, and after reading it, I completely agree, pornography needs to be banned. I mean, we've got, I remember you and I covering about them to, to bringing in a lap dancing into schools, like into PE, not lap oh, dancing, sorry, pole, pole, dancing. Dancing. pole dancing. Pole dancing, pole dancing. Yeah. Into this is very kind of sexual yes, thing that you would see in adult clubs. We've now gone to the next extreme with the drag queen story hour. Mm. Um, every TV channel, even on your streaming services, you know, you've got your drag queen story hour, uh, you've got people battling with their sexuality, um, just, just promoting sex to under 10 and 11 year olds it's just what it is such where where if this if we didn't if 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 kimberly and the mums say this all went through and there was no objections and things carried on where do you think society would be within just 10 years if if
1: if they well, they, 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 they want to get in my opinion like they want to get society to a point of utter breakdown yeah and so that means in terms of in terms of morality they want to reduce people not only to the point that anything goes and if we if we're brutally frank with this business if 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 you allow the total sexualization of adults, and then you move on to the total sexualization of children. Where do you go after that? Well, presumably yeah. it's bestiality.
2: Yeah, you know? it
1: is. right. And they want the complete and utter breakdown essentially of the family system. They've and why why are they doing this? Because the family system even with all its imperfections and none of us are perfect nobody lives in a perfect marriage I don't think or partnership Mm. but they want that destroyed because individuals on their own are weaker yeah and they're easier to control yeah and the the other bit that goes with it is this business I I watched a very old film last night black and white film and it was quite fun. What? What but was I it? Was think- Sorry?
0: What film was it?
1: It was about Douglas Bader, the um, the pilot in World War II that flew without any legs because he lost his legs in a, a flying okay. accident. And um, quite a long film. Uh, I thought it was quite, you know, it was nicely put together. I'd never seen it before. I'd heard about it. Reach for the Reach for the Sky, it's called. And um, this is the way my brain works. I was I was sort of looking at the little scene where they were having tea and cakes in a nice little um, cafe place, and it was all rather prim and proper. Uh, but I thought to myself, "There's a relation." It was all very sort of polite and nice, and I thought to myself, "What would those people now say to know yeah, that we yeah. had people telling us that men and women?" don't really know or little girls and little boys don't really know what sex they are what would those people back in 1956 when yeah. the when that film was made what would they say about a world in 2022 where we're trying to tell children they don't know what sex they are yeah. they would be they would be horrified but they'd also be at the point of utter disbelief.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. What I was just going to say they probably wouldn't believe you. No, they wouldn't have yeah. believed. They've just been. Like, I
0: mean, where it's gone? Where it's gone to this critical race theory? It's another dangerous. You know, thing. another very, 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 very dangerous thing. And they're teaching and, these kids in school. But you know, if and now, you know, really, if you're a white heterosexual male, well, no, it's female now because they they're bringing the male
1: no, it's, it's you girls have got the problem because the moment we got on to we can't define a woman. anything to do with being an older white male paled into significance you know what it makes me sick I tell you what a woman is
0: I tell you what if they don't know what a woman is they could come and have a come and have some of my bloody menopause then they'll know what bloody a woman is I tell you you won't want to be a woman then
1: but we're you know we're laughing at this but this is the reality isn't it we've got people somewhere sat together in a room to come up with a policy that was gonna come through government and into society to suggest that we didn't really know what a woman was and we didn't really know what men and women were. At the end of the news on Wednesday, we had a little meme which we showed, which was a heavily pregnant lady looking at a doctor and she's saying to the doctor, doctor, do you know what sex it is with a big bump? And he says to her, well, I think we'll let the kindergarten decide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: it's, I've seen this is this, I've seen it. It's this tragic. This
1: is malicious policy, mm. and it's designed to completely break society apart. And yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt in this. So we're talking, we're not just talking about a government that's in error. Are making some silly mistakes with what it's yeah. teaching children. No, this is a government that is deliberately attacking the minds of children in order to break apart society. And why do they want to do that? Because when they've broken society apart, they can control everything. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I think this is this is about.
2: I would agree with you, Brian, I really would. There's no way that this could even ever have been implemented without smashing down the the nuclear family in the community for a start. It wouldn't have been possible. As you just said, back in the 1950s is a perfect example. You wouldn't have even, you wouldn't have got it in there. That's why it's taken this long to implement it. Although I'd say the last five, 10 years has been a massive rush, whatever it is that they're doing you know, it was in the background. We've seen this to Tanya one way and it was, it was bubbling there. But all of a sudden, the last few years has just been like... Because even five years ago, I could have said to some people, oh, you know, about this whole thing about people thinking they're born in the wrong body and little good. And they would have just been like, what are you on about? It wouldn't have really been even that long ago. Well, but now we, in this we, short time, it's like... It's all come from Blair. Blair. This big well, push
1: Well, just, just Blair era. Let, let's just be... Let's just be fair to people who are in this predicament because they have always existed. Yeah. There, there have always been people, a very, very small percentage of people born Negligible. Some of them in tragically the with 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 um you know parts of both genders. Yeah. And they've needed a lot of help. parts of the time. two
2: genders. That's her- hermaphrodite. <laughs> hermaphrodite. Yeah. But, well, they did studies yeah. Yeah. on those though yeah. as well yeah. to find out that actually, if you even though they had both sexes, because obviously their chromosomes are still either male or female. Yeah. So when you're bringing them up in the wrong, this is where the confusion comes in for those as well. Again, very, very negligible. Um, but yeah, you are right. There is an issue, obviously, there's an issue there, and they do need yeah, to but be what valid, we've And they not be being... is...
1: Yeah, we we've we've now taken something which is a very very small very very small part yeah, of tiny. the normal population yeah, and now we're trying to tell the rest of the population that they've they have got to adapt we have got to adapt to yeah. the roots, the problems of of that minority this is yeah. very twisted very. and who was who has promoted this? Uh, who has done a lot of work to promote all of the angst over this whole subject? And I'm I'm going to talk about this, and I'm not sorry to talk about it because it needs talking about, but we have to look at some of the organisations that have been uh, vehemently promoting the gay agenda. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They yeah. Don't, now, There will be somebody who's twitching already. And I'm going to say, I am old enough to have lived in a world where I've come into contact with gay people. I have some friends and colleagues who are gay. I've also done a lot of work over a lot of years to help one particular individual get through some tricky problems, and that individual is gay. So this is nothing about picking a fight in the first instance with a gay community. But where I think the gay community have been very naive is they have allowed outside agencies and some charities to pick up on their lifestyle and then use it for political purposes. Yeah, in on. order to get at their children.
2: Yes. Yeah, and one of on. the
1: ones that I believe is very guilty in this is Stonewall. Yeah, because. If you, if you start to look at who's controlling sex education within government, within big businesses, within local authorities, uh, w- within the Ministry of Defence, you find virtually all of them are signed up to Stonewall's supposed standard um, for dealing with all issues to do with everything from being gay to how the sex side of that is taught. And I don't believe that Stonewall is a benign organization. I believe that it has a very dark, it's my opinion I'm giving here, a very dark right. agenda, yeah. which for me does not look good for young people. I'm going to put it in that description. Yeah. Because I think that right. they're ultimately the target.
0: Yes. Brian, yeah. I just want to bring up something that we dealt with when you know I was at the column many moons ago. Um, There seems to be a lot of things going on in Wales. Now, back in what year was it? Was it 2010, 2011? Uh, we had the Bridge End suicides. Yeah, that's probably about 10, oh, a bit longer than that, maybe. And you did a lot of investigation. Mm-hmm. And I think, really, we should, we just need to have this conversation because it is now all focused around Wales at the moment. Uh, the fight is in Wales. Can we just talk about those Bridge End suicides and what was getting into the minds of the young people of Bridge End?
1: Well, Lou, well, I, th- I think we should firstly say we recognise that this is a very, very sensitive subject. Very sub- sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Trigger um, warning. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's that aspect, but of course, <clears> there's there's a lot of there's a lot of parents and people out there that for them for them this subject is very very raw because yeah. they never yeah. got closure from what happened. Um. Uh, what I, what I'm prepared to say is that. I only started to investigate it because people contacted me to say that they'd lost a child and they didn't know why. And they also said it is like the local authorities don't want to talk to us. They're not engaging with us properly. And for, for the parents that I spoke to, they absolutely had no closure because they didn't know why their child had committed suicide. So that was the reason that I got engaged and I started to get interested in what was going on. And then the other thing which quickly came to the surface was that um, there were suicides occurring, which were very unusual. And without getting too deep into this, because I I think it, it should only really be done in in the right environment but uh, at the end of the day it's unusual for females to hang themselves and there were things happening in bridge end where you say this is unusual and also we had the business where the suicides could could run through a family it started with one member and then it was another and then it was the friends and these were the disturbing issues and I can say with confidence there were mainstream journalists who also started to pick up on the fact that the suicide patterns were unusual. And when they started to ask questions as to what was being done to investigate these these suicides properly, they were very heavily squashed by um, not only the Welsh government, but uh, Bridge End is it? Is Bridge End a county council? Yeah, Bridge End County of? Council. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was clear that the local authority did not want journalists digging, and they achieved a sort of blackout, if you like, by saying to the journalists, "Oh, the problem is if you report on the suicides, it encourages." copycat suicides so even reporting what has happened will produce further suicide so this was a form of emotional very powerful mm. emotional Blackmail on the journalist concerned and I I experienced something in trying to do a talk about what had happened I was invited to um uh, not Bridge end where did I do it Swansea Swansea I was invited to Swansea to give a talk. Uh, There were a large number of parents who were going to attend alongside the public. And that is the only talk I have ever arranged and gone to where I'm the speaker. And there was a demonstration. So I turned up at the venue to find people with banners Mm. um, shouting abuse I didn't find it actually, it wasn't too threatening, but I'd say it's amusing in a sort of black humor way. But I had never experienced a demonstration to stop before to stop me speaking. And I know that that demonstration was partly created through people in the university, local universities, and with, I believe, some help from the local MP who at that time, I believe, was Madeleine Moon. I may be yeah. wrong, but clearly there was a, a vehement response from the local Labour Party that I was somehow doing something bad by giving a public talk about what I had discovered was going on. And that
0: church, there was a church group. Do you remember? I've searched for that picture again online and I've never because I wanted to show Catherine before and I can't actually find it. But there was you found some uh I know I know what amateur dramatic, sure. amateur dramatic classes, um performances going on these little rural churches in the valleys. Well
1: you. What, what what we started to get interested in was who was using Uh, applied psychology on the children right and what we discovered was that there were a number of groups and and some of them were actually charities which said that they were there to help children but these people were using applied psychology on on the children Mm. now in the first instance i'm not saying anybody did something that was designed to cause the child to then have a pretty serious problem. But we had enough, we could ask enough questions to say, is it wise to be using this type of applied psychology to children who are doing some seemingly innocuous course? Mm. And this is as much as I can tell you. My question is, why was this immense backlash when we started to ask questions about what was the cause of the problems with the children, yeah, and if if we come back onto the subject, I can imagine that down the line, if this religious sex education gets going, we are going to see a dramatic increase in young children with identity problems and problems over their, you know, their sexual interests. Yeah. and of course the moment you get young children with those sort of mental health issues that can go on to become very serious in a variety of ways so
2: yeah, yeah.
1: the damage that's it, being
2: done uh, you know to our happening, yeah. that is now you've got you know the the, the biggest sex offender now is a, is the child not adults children yes. on children this is this behavior that they're well, getting get been... confused and it's and it's a lot of the time which people don't like to talk about because incest is the last taboo then. Right. And they're already oh, the they already would have seen implanted stories in the mail about mums and sons. And, you know, everybody's a bit freaked out by it. But they're already dripping their normalization of incest in which came from which came from Alfred Kinsey. Again. But What is actually happening? And this this does go on in the pornography industry as well. That People can deny all they want. They'll be like mothers and daughters and things like that will bring in so the, the mentality of people their their brains are being rewired so but when you've got a child looking at this looking at well, pornography if you, if you
1: sexualize the child early enough you you completely destroy them as a person absolutely. and also you do. you're going to ultimately control them
2: and destroy any I, I, future relationship or anything really because they've been you know stimulated it's just so it's frightening and, got, and, they, and it does happen. You've got an older child, say, so even te- even as young as 10, 9, 10 year old boy sees pornography. <laughs> oh dear. We have dogs in the house. Sorry. Okay. And the dogs no, have just true.
0: tripped over all the wires. So, so I've got a bit
2: dark. Sorry about the crash.
0: No, yeah, well, they've seen. No,
1: it's, it's not yeah. a bad thing, Lou, because it, it just brings us back to a little bit of reality because we're talking some very heavy subjects here so a little bit of discussion of the doggies fine yeah. Yes, I agree,
0: yeah i agree i agree. can i just quickly say <laughs> why we've had this little interrupt break thank you to whoever's just donated
2: 100 pounds dr chan, dr. Was, chan thank, you very, thank you very very much
0: That's for amazing. donating 100 pounds um we're up to uh, just for the fundraiser 1792 really yeah, bit. Bit. yeah i know but i'm really it's not
2: good enough no, <laughs> it's I know, it's really it's I just, know what you mean, but we just got such an together. important cause, is, it's not enough. <laughs> Sorry, you know, people that are doing something though no, in Wales, they're doing really, really well. You've got people doing individual stuff, they're running up mountains, they're putting water up. We're doing whatever you've got the kids running miles on bike rides, and together mm. they got 500 pounds there, 700 pounds there, bringing it together like that. It shouldn't be that way, and it should just be done by now, but that is the way it's going. So we just have to keep going with it continually until well, we got it. Mm-hmm
1: this this is it um but i'm talking to an audience at the moment i'm happy to say to the to the audience it's so important to support people who are doing things because there are many people they want to fight but they're not brave enough and therefore when somebody else stands up to wow. do it they're willing to support um but but of course anything that you want to do what you 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 are all doing or what we're trying to do at the column we can't do it without money because right. everything requires money to to push it through they've they, so. got
0: they've got the taxpayers that the, they've got an the bottomless pit of purse the welsh government you know yes. we, i've said it you know the last show yeah 12 and a half grand in costs for when they were trying to put in the injunction well, to stop it starting
1: the, uh lou this is the other insidious thing isn't it about the local authorities that that when Uh, local people challenge their policies and it gets serious, the local people have got to raise the money to take it through the courts, but the local authority uses the money from the taxes on the local people to fund Mm -hmm. their defence. I mean, it's obscene.
0: It's sick.
1: Where I'd like to see it go is the fact, and maybe this is a little bit of a suggestion, is... You know, the local authority is a pretty difficult thing to go for because it's got its own corporate identity and it it can use public funds to defend itself. Yeah. But, of course, the local council itself doesn't make decisions. The decisions are made by the elected members of, of the council. And as individuals, those are the people making the decisions. And, yeah. of course... I'm just going to say nicely, but if if those local councillors are the ones, you know, who are facing the court action, things change because yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that the council is going to stump up the money to provide them with a legal defence. Yeah. And I think I'm right in saying in many cases the council isn't actually allowed to do that anyway.
2: Yeah, this. yeah? It, but in all fairness to north wales i don't know how much we were having actually matty and joan ginsburg on tomorrow from up north but gwyneth council is the biggest council in north wales and there was a few councillors independent ones who were so angry with this they didn't know it they didn't know anything about it so when they did know something about it they put it to the council right to get us to get a meeting an extraordinary meeting they call it so gwyneth because they have to have five five councillors to say that to bring the same um, issue then, right? Which did, there was five easy. There was more than that up there. And they did actually go in and have a meeting about it. Um, And it kicked off. I don't know if you saw the meeting. It didn't kick off. They tried to lie. But one of the people was recording from in the public gallery. So we knew that when they said, when the media said the police were called and they had to get everyone out of the gallery, it was just a load of nonsense. It was just a, a A a, a smear. But we know the truth. But what's actually happened in Wales is we've got all 22 local authorities involved, all of them. So you've got... Oh, you've got, con- the, you've got the 22nd then. I think it's the 22nd now as well. So the constituents are going in in drones. So some councils may only have five five people from that area in there. And another council's got 120. Do you know what I mean? So every council in Wales is being hit continually at the moment with all... And they don't know what to do. It's quite bizarre because we can do this in Wales... Right. In England, I think you've got some, you've got over a few hundred local authorities, I think it's a lot more. In Wales, we've literally only got 22. We've only got yeah. 15, you know, 1,500 schools. And in England, yes. you've got 22,000. Do you know what I mean? So we're, easier we know what's going on in the next county then whereas in england you could be in one county they could be doing something there and you're not necessarily going to know what's going on in the other counties but in wales it's all connected up so people it's tighter i think this is a a a real opportunity to do it in wales it failed in england anyway scotland they brought they they didn't mandate it in scotland so they brought the lesson content out first so there's nothing to fight then within you know within the law type of thing England it got kicked out on a technicality two years ago I believe yeah. so Wales is the only place we can fight it now and it is the most ideal place of the United Kingdom for that very reason you can get up and down in a day left at east west and it's less than a day 22 councils we can we can do this Mobilize, here. we can mobilize yep. a lot quicker than any than other people can you know I think that's where so they're not just doing it is. even though
0: you know public child protection was is because Wales is the last
2: battlefield for well, the yeah in a different boat we're all in the same storm in different boats we're all going in that in exactly the same direction because it is yeah. all the same education anyway so again like i keep saying like we keep saying you set precedent in one then that's going to have that knock-on effect not just yeah, in the absolutely. uk but around well, the world you know
1: uh, and the other the other thing that's happening is of course that when when pressures applied to one council um I, I don't know, I don't know how the Welsh councils are, you know, politically in terms of political parties, but when the pressures yeah, yeah. apply to, to yeah. one, then um, it soon spreads, i.e. the feedback and the knock-on spreads through the political, the party system, uh, because what they're ultimately worried about is, is this going to hurt yeah. the main party? Yeah. So, you know, what? well, we're, covering a lot of ground but you know, i honestly i've got huge respect for you because it's a huge amount of work that you're doing but also you're you're getting in their faces and you're making life uncomfortable for them and they haven't and been this is,
0: influenced yeah. this is what impresses me so much brian they've you know they haven't swayed they've done it their way
2: yeah, they haven't yes.
0: gone down the freemen of the land lot, the common law. Yes, we know common law is a fabulous thing, but they've done it their way. And I've actually I'm, I've lost friends over this and I will continue to lose friends. Oh. This is a subject that I I will lose friends over. But you have people within the truth community. Oh, you're not going to do it with their system. What are they doing? You know, they're not going to it. What, when it comes to our children, it doesn't matter what system they use.
2: In fact, you know when well, I agree with common, or I do fully agree with it. But I know this time is going to. Have this to be time false. you have to do it. It hasn't th- worked before for anyone. Exactly, actually. you have to do it this way. No one in the truth movement has successfully
0: yet been yeah. able to take the government to court, whether it's yeah. over Madazaland, whether it's over whatever. They we haven't done, very, it. Yeah.
2: You you know, have done it. But these mums have done it, and just watch what They've everyone done else does, and don't do what they do because they didn't. Do you know what I mean? But it seems to have yeah. worked. It does seem to well, work. We're quite tight, well, very tight knit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing is that you, you're being very reasonable in in the way that you're doing this. And uh, part of their training, part of the training for council officers, certainly for the police and everything, is that they're all taught in how to deal with angry, aggressive people. Because they know they're making people angry and aggressive.
0: Yeah. And
1: therefore they are taught how to deal with angry, aggressive people.
0: Shower so them with
1: Well, when you stay, stay nice and calm and reasonable, this yeah, causes it, them yeah. problems yeah, because they don't know how to deal with it. And that combined with persistence, yeah. in my opinion, is one of the key things. So being shouty. Although you might want to get that passion out, but ultimately it doesn't actually work. It's much better when people are coldly, clinically calm. Yeah. Because then it makes their position look even worse. But it gets very I...
0: frustrating, though, Brian. It is that, frustrating. Yes, you yes. are. This right, is the
2: most important bloody it's cause. Productive in there. You are right. No way, and I lose my head I've lots of times and whatever. But I'm fully aware that I can't do it when it comes to that. Because you're right; they'll twist it and mess yeah. it. Up. If you're in front of, you know, the council or whatever, and you start screaming, like, oh, just God, no, that's fail. I'm just talking in general. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you know I have my rants. I'm terrible, yeah. if I, you know, I do. Yeah. But I do see what you're saying in those terms, especially when I'm ranting, that's just to get the people on board. Yeah, well, that's I it. With the other sort of, you know, the
1: authorities but and the people that's that we crit- have to... It's <laughs> not a not a criticism. I'm talking in general No, yeah, terms, no, I know. Because a lot yeah. of people can, you know, get pretty shirty pretty quickly. And this is this is not the best policy because the other side is taught how to deal They're prepared with for it, aren't they? people. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, something you, you <clears throat> mentioned right at the beginning, you were talking about um, I think you were talking about a meeting uh, where they controlled the questions and controlled how you were a how you could put information across to them. and. I wrote down while you were talking through that Delphi technique. And I don't know whether you've come across Delphi technique before, but many years ago. So I'm going to say it was probably through you I
0: found out about Delphi technique. There
1: (laughs) were a lot of people warning about local councils using Delphi technique. The Delphi technique is simply applied psychology, but it is a way of controlling a group of people. Within a meeting, a public meeting, for example. So you control that meeting in a particular way so that you can steer the members of the public present in that meeting to adhering to the agenda that you wanted them to agree to in the first so place. Sinister. And so I, f- I find <laughs> this very interesting because when we first became aware of the use of a Delphi technique of course it was being used on an unsuspecting unsus- public they are being subjected to applied technology to manipulate their views and behavior but yeah. since then and again we talked we talked about it the last time you know i was participating in in your um, what is this called? A podathon, a podcast Podcast-a-thon. <laughs> Podcast-a-thon. Um, <laughs> We we were talking about the fact that now we we have a government that is openly boasting of its use of applied psychology to manipulate the way people think. And yes. we know that this is the case for the public, because that's what the 2010 cabinet document Mindspace set out was how the government could use applied psychology to influence and change the way people thought and behave. But, of course, this psychology has also been used internally. It's been unleashed through the party system, and mm-hmm. it's certainly been through unleashed through the public system so that local council officers and members have unknowingly been subject to applied psychology to manoeuvre their point of view. I'm not making this up because all the government documents is there. So the other thing to consider is that when you meet a council officer um, that seems unable to grasp your concerns... It's possible that they can't grasp your concerns because they have a view which has been implanted in their heads, which they weren't even aware somebody had done this. Yeah. Now, what, I'm, what I'm talking about are psychological techniques which are real and mm-hmm. which the government, via its behavioural insights team, has boasted that it's unleashed and it was used in order to ramp up fear in lockdown.
2: Yeah. Now, if
1: you have a malicious government that's got its eye on children, it is going to use this type of psychology in order to get its political agendas through. And I think that this is, this is one of the reasons why people can say something like, It was incredible. I had one lady. It was a different subject, but just to emphasize it. And she said, Brian, it was incredible. I was in a meeting with a man and a woman from the local council, and I put a piece of paper on the table, which was irrefutable evidence of criminal activity by the council. And she said it was like those two individuals could not see the piece of paper. Mad. Now, of course, that sounds a very strange thing to say, but I think what she was observing was that these people were not thinking properly anymore because...
2: Yeah.
1: yeah? They've been programmed in yeah. a certain way, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So council officers in education, in child protection, in other areas, diversity, they have been groomed themselves by applied psychology, by the government and others in order to adhere to this agenda. When I, I believe for many of them, if they were left to their own devices to use their own intelligence and common sense yeah. and their own morality, they would not possibly want to uh, implement this sort of policy, sexualization of children. Uh, it's got to be
2: that uh, mind control. It is, isn't it? It, it is. is, I get what you're saying, and I know it's real anyway, so yeah. it just explains it, doesn't it? They does. can't think, oh, it's so, anyway, it's, it's so exciting so so fr- but we'll get there, we will get there, we have to So we'll we're going to be on
0: air still, we've got uh, still got another 24 Ages. and a half hours to go It's not oh, long. God. So,
1: what, what's your total? What, what's your total? At Just the for our
0: fundraiser, our bit, uh, we'll give you so the, the Liberty Tactic, the podcast is on, is on 1802. So,
1: great.
2: And the overall
0: main campaign is now. I don't even know where that is.
2: Hang yeah. on. Oh, hang on. I'll go on public travel protection. Why else I I do it that way? Okay. okay.
0: So, I think it's up, up to about 46. 46,370.
1: Right. So we're um, nearly uh, at
2: the halfway mark.
1: Okay. So how how about I bring yours up now to 2,000? So.
2: Brian, thank be, you
0: so thank much. You, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And thank you to the UK column. We've had some nice comments coming through from UK column yeah, uh, so viewers.
2: Been absolutely wonderful, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much seriously
1: it's my pleasure thank you it's it's, it's, honestly it's a big boost for us as well because well i mean louise knows we've been battling away for a lot of years now we're all older than we were and in the beginning we always felt it was like we were the only people trying to do something and and now we look out the window and we see a lot of other people. It's so ins- it's amazing. It's
0: inspiring. It's yeah. so inspiring. It really yeah. is, because it was hard going. You know, I can remember our first show that we did. And we were just all sitting in the office. We were passing the microphone round. You remember that back in 2010? Yes. Wasn't yeah. it? We just we did the first one. And yeah. look where it's come. You know, we were there at the time only ones mm. talking about it, really. Yeah.
1: And yeah. now and here now, we
0: are and it's, yeah. it's a huge boost it but what we need boost. you all of these new people waking up please get behind this campaign of wales it is the only this campaign is in between the evil curriculum and your children
2: yeah we need yes. to it on yeah. that's um, that's, children, that's basically what it is your grandchildren
0: your, happen, your children
2: speak to people about it even if it's just there or share the fundraiser on Anything? and also
1: and also find out about it because a lot of people yeah. they they oh, this is a little bit of a iffy subject and therefore they skate over it they yeah, don't really yeah. get into it they're well, to read it they need we've to got a lot of it. people from, we've
0: got some parents coming on from wales tomorrow yeah um and the support of the PCP wales um so you know we've we've had the, the main interviews we've got some big interviews as well tomorrow don't get me wrong um, but we're going to be really hearing from the people of wales who have been turning up into the courthouses who have been writing to their councillors within there and yes. we're really going to we're going to get to know the struggle and what these people are doing in wales and hopefully if nothing else it, you know if people can't donate maybe it might inspire a few people to to do yeah. what the guys in wales are doing i think I, well. i'm
1: sure that i'm sure that's true and and the other thing for members of the public is to understand that actually they're a lot more powerful than they think because the moment elected um, councillors realise that people are going to work in their constituencies to make sure they're not elected next time that really focuses their mind because the councillors are invariably driven by money that they receive so if you show them that if they're not going to get the right policy, they're not going to be elected next time round. That's a big kick in the backside for them.
2: Yeah, absolutely, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely do this. So thank you so, much, thank you so much, Brian. Thank you so much for your really generous donation to the campaign. That's really much, much appreciated. It's
1: a, it's a pleasure. Keep going.
0: Thank you so much, Brian. God bless. I'll speak to you All soon. Right. Thank you so bye much bye. for the donation bye. as well.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes. Okay. Bye.
0: Who's, who's that? Who's that in the waiting room? I don't know.
2: Rick.
0: Who's that in the waiting room? Rick?
2: Who's, who's that in the waiting room? room? I don't know. I mean, a minute. Who? Who is it? We don't know what it is. We're supposed to be on a break. Who? So, hi. This is um, Maureen Martin from Christian Peoples Alliance. Oh, right. I... We're just okay I'm on a break now. My apologies. I didn't realize you
0: were on a break. We're we're on a thirty-hour podcast at the moment, and you've just yeah, come in live to our live stream. <laughs> What's
2: going yes, on? Indeed, um Sid Caudle. Oh, Sid Caudle. Yeah, Sid Cordell. yeah. I don't.
0: We did a book, right? Okay. Do you mind just holding on? We're
2: not we're not, not. Okay. Problem. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Rick. Can you. What's going on? Gonna have to ring Sid and see.
0: Are we on air still? Oh I'm so sorry we've had somebody who we have no idea just turn up in, into our uh meeting and I don't know how they got our meeting number either. so I do apologize for that um
2: we're right a- we
0: are going to be back very shortly uh yes. we are going to we're going to play out uh we're going to play the documentary groomed uh it was made yes. uh,
2: sorry go on sorry go sorry coming up now is groomed which